0: The Houston Astros tied the series. Brennan Belak has a great start today with six strikeouts and the long ball. The baseball is flat of the yard as Bregman and McCormick help out. And Jose Abreu nearly hits a grand slam. We'll talk about this and so much more on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez it's a high drive center field. Beer back. Fly ball down the right field line, Tucker comes on, Kyle Tucker, this time they finish the job! Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and Brett, H-Town wheelhouse chancy. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast Want we'll to make sure that you make us your first listen every single day and make sure that you check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the show at Stros, um, at Locked On Astros, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you get your social medias. Eric, um, our co host, is not here tonight, but you can find him at Eric Talk Stroh's. So make sure you check us out. Give us a like every time you watch a video. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends and family about us. And what a great game we've got tonight. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book of the NBA. We are hot in the NBA playoffs. So make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com to get started today. So the, on the note, on the rundown on the show, um, if you're listening, we're going to talk about Belak, his one run and six strikeout performance. We'll talk about the long ball, how it powered the win today. And then later on, we'll get into a Abreu's near Grand Slam. Kind of go back over a hit he had last night, one of the hardest hit balls off a 103-mile-an-hour pitch or higher. Um, the bullpen was superb. It was thin tonight. And then towards the end, we'll just talk about scoring early but not often and how that kid maybe um, stymies some of the growth of this team. But look, they jettison their way to a 32-22 and 22 record. They keep pace. They don't lose any ground with the Rangers today. The Rangers win again in Detroit. The Tigers are not holding up on their end of the bargain. But you had Brandon Belak on the mound, and you had Joe Ryan on the mound. Joe Ryan has had a great year unless he is facing the Houston Astros. He has an ERA over eight versus the two starts against the Astros combined, and he has a 1.3-something ERA when he's facing the rest of the league. But let's talk about Brandon Belak because coming in to today's game, he has faced the um, – he, he basically has not really – Face many of the hitters that were in the current lineup. But Brennan Black this year was one and two coming into this game with the 3 5 ERA, gets his second win of the season. It was a solid win. Look, he gave up the one run. Um, he had six strikeouts. He, he just did a phenomenal job on the mound. Your starting pitcher, like Brandon Black has got to go out there and deal because look, bottom line folks, they were thin in the bullpen area. And when I look at who is available um in the bullpen, that's why you saw Montero come in. That's why you saw Stannick come in. And that's, you know, Maton came in. He's been phenomenal. But all the other arms just weren't available tonight. So um, the bullpen comes in and does a great job. And then on top of that, um, something I didn't mention, but Dusty Baker ties Joe McCarthy for all-time manager wins list, number eight with 2,125 wins on his career, does a phenomenal job. But Brendan Belak probably, for me, gets a player of the game. More so than Alex Bregman, more so than Chas McCormick, because Brennan Beilack has had a lot put on his plate. He, he, and um, the you know he and JP France have had a lot put on their plate because when you lose Garcia, when you lose Urquidy, these are veteran starters. Um, that those are big shoes to fill, and so the question always is, well, how are they going to hold the line? And I've been saying all along that the Houston Astros have simply got to – they've got to have their starters go the length, five, six innings. Seven innings would be nice. The complete game shutout the other day was phenomenal by the Astros. But the Astros are on quite a run. I believe they're 15-4 and in their last 19 games. They are absolutely doing what they need to do with, like you said – Aims 10 to 4, 10 to 5, but they're doing enough. Um, and so let's talk about that. The long ball today. You know, Chas McCormick um, hits a home run, Alex Bregman hits a home run. Um, these guys power a an early 5 to nothing lead um, for Belak. They put up three in the second, they put up two in the third. Alex Bregman at the plate had the only multi-hit game today. Those that also contributed on the five hits with five runs was Pena with one for two, Alvarez one for four, and McCormick one for three with the home run. So it's nice to see McCormick, where he's not getting everyday starts, get in there and actually do something and contribute offensively. Jeremy Pena did get an extra base hit. So there were three extra base hits at two home runs, obviously. And then Jeremy Pena with his 13th off of Sands. Um, Jordan Alvarez, I'll I'll talk about him later. I don't like when our guys swing at first pitches with a guy on first and a new relief pitcher comes in. See the ball. See the ball. And, yeah, go Chaz. Look. Jake Myers is the center fielder of this team. He's the guy that they put a lot of stock in. He's the guy that they believe in. Chaz McCormick is not; doesn't have the same projections major league-wise. You look at his metrics. You look at everything. Chaz is not your front-line starting center fielder. He's just not. And that's, it's not a knock on Chaz. It's just where they are talent-wise. And that's how the Astros see it. That's what the scouting reports say, that Jake Myers is your guy. And until Gilbert or someone else comes up, Myers is going to be your frontline guy. Jokes was in there. Um, He didn't do much. He did end up scoring a run. He got on base. but And then you had Salazar in there. I guess you got to give him a start because why they have three catchers on this team, I don't know. I know people say because of injuries, but I don't know. Look. I just want to remind you that if you guys are not able to watch the Houston Astros, um, that you can listen to them. And on Wednesday night, um, the Astros, I know it says Tuesday on the screen, but on Wednesday night, they will play the Minnesota Twins again at 710. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM with the SXM app, search Astros. Eventually you'll be able to find the Locked On Astros podcast on SXM as well. And look, if you, if you go to the game, uh, they will be giving away a Christian Javier World Series ring. Also, if you're a part of our social media family on Twitter, we're doing a giveaway for two tickets on Thursday. Sorry, we're having to limit that to Twitter to keep up with everything. And tonight at the end of the show, I'm going to announce the winner of the... Tuve giveaway the coasters and the Altuve bobblehead. So, we will get to that here in a second. And before we go any further, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel. FanDuel is the sports book, the official sports book of the NBA. We know the NBA Finals are right there around the corner. So, Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Look, um, Hunter Brown, he is number two in rookie of the Year candidacy. You can lay some money on that. How many home runs will Jordan hit? Jordan, I believe, is listed as third in the MVP race right now. So go check that out. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action, especially for the NBA, than America's number one sportsbook. Look, if the, if the playoffs happen today, if the Twins and the Astros would play each other, the winner of that series would go on to play the Rangers. That would be interesting, the Rangers having to buy, but I think that will flip when in due time. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get your no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's talk about um, Mr. Abreu. Mr. Abreu has been a topic of concern for a lot of the fan base, for a lot of you all that um, are with us every day. Y'all are everydayers. We appreciate you being an everydayer, um, listening to us, subscribing to us. And I'll get to the umps here in a second. But Jose Abreu, the night before, hit, I believe, the fourth hardest ball that was that made contact with a pitch of 100 plus miles an hour. The pitch was 103. He hit the ball at 109 or 106 off the bat. And so I know it was a single, but if Abreu's able to catch up to 99 mile an hour pitches, 103 mile an hour pitches, I think we're starting to see the turn. And tonight, he nearly missed a grand slam. If he maybe hits that ball a centimeter, if that ball – see, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the tra- – I don't have the trajectory off of his bat. I could probably find it. But that ball, when it left his bat, it looked like it was going out. He just barely missed – he missed a home run by centimeters and it was a really long fly out it was a sacrifice fly but what he did what he did was this he hit with runners in scoring position and he scored a run so you had bregman contribute you had mccormick contribute you had a bray contribute and that's all you needed um i would have loved for him to hit a grand slam last night's grand slam was all for naught we talked about that with Altuve. Tonight they come back and they get the win. Um, look, th- this team has got has got a lot of moxie. This team has got a lot of pop in it. Let me tell you about the American League rankings with Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman among American League players. Jordan Alvarez ranks second in RBI with 48. He's tied for second in slugging with 598. He's only second behind Judge tied for second in homers with 14, third in OPS with 995 and fifth, in on-base percentage in 397. I'm going to relate this to his at-bat towards the end of the game. Alex Bregman ranks tied for seventh in walks with 28 and third in walk-to-strikeout ratio 1.17. The umpire was terrible tonight. The umpire was not good. The umpire was missing stuff. And then early on, he was calling strikes. He was calling balls that were clearly off the plate, calling them strikes. And then later on, he was calling them balls. So he adjusted his strike zone as the game went on. It's almost like his strike zone got tired. I, I couldn't figure out what was going on with that. It was, it was bad. I mean, it was. <laughs> That's right. It was as far as Dallas, Texas says, Um, Texas forever. 1836 says, yeah, it was like between Houston and Dallas. Um, So, so Guy Webster we will break down more of Abreu as we go along through the rest of the week. It may be his stance that is that is catching him off. But look, I just lost my train of thought. Jordan Alvarez gets up to the plate at the end of the game. A relief pitcher comes in, a left-hander to face him, and guess what he does? He swings at the first pitch. And I was listening to the radio at the time, because sometimes I like to switch and listen to the radio. But Spark said, we were always told that when you have a guy on first, almost always the first pitch ends up grounding the hitter into a double play. So let him eat, serve it up because mo- more times than not, they're going to hit into do a double play. Jordan Alvarez in that late game situation needs to see the first pitch, needs to get up there and see what this guy's bringing to him. Because even if you see the first pitch, it's a strike. And if you swing at another bad pitch, fouled off, at least you got two pitches under your belt. I really, I know he swings at first pitch, but in that situation, late in the game, down the road, in a playoff scenario, in a place where you may need to tack on a couple extra runs. Let's say you know your next relief pitcher coming in is taxed, but he's your only guy coming in. You've got to see a couple baseballs come across the plate to give yourself more opportunity, okay? And I know you only miss 100% of the baseballs you don't swing at, but that was a baseball. That was a first-pitch scenario. I think it would have been wise for Jordan Alvarez to watch at least one pitch go by just just because I just really I just really think that things would have gone differently. I would have loved for him to get up there and do something um with that ball because he didn't really do much today. Again, Jordan Alvarez, he was 1 for 4. He did strike out twice. He did score the run when he was on third base for Jose Abreu. But if get this, if he gets a hit, then who's up? Alex Bregman's up. I, I mean, that's just a that's just a scenario to me that I think would have really gone the Astros' way had they given it opportunity. I'm going I'm to go back to this inning. Cesar Salazar popped up. Jose Altuve walked. There was a wild pitch. So you had Altuve on second. You had, you had Jeremy Pena on, on first, and then Giovanni Moran came in. And at first, I thought they said Duran. I was like, oh, crap, not this guy again. And he ground into a double play. Giovanni Moran, literally, the pitch he threw him was down over the middle of the plate and the lower third. So if, if you're looking at the strike zone, there are nine boxes it was in the bottom left box and he just he hit it 95.4 miles an hour off the bat um actually no that was the pitch he hit it at 111 miles an hour imagine if and i'm i'm nitpicking here but imagine if jordan would have waited on that pitch he would have gotten that now Kyle Tucker i see a lot of y'all talking about Kyle Tucker let's look at what Kyle Tucker's been doing lately, because it does seem like Kyle Tucker, I'm not saying he's regressing, but Kyle Tucker has not been getting the hits that you would like for him to be getting as of late, okay? And if I'm if I'm looking at May right now, overall in May, he's hitting 256 Over the last uh, few games, well, look, I mean, from the 22nd through the 26th, he had a hit in every game. But he's only had one multi-hit game in his last in his last eight games. He's only gotten more than one hit. Um, he's had two games where he's for That was today and on May twenty-first versus Oakland. Now before that, he had three multi-hit games in about a five-day span. So he's kind of been flirting with you know he's at two seventy-one. He got all the way up to two eighty-two this month. He went up to 282, went down, went up. So he's been a little up and down. Look, in April, he was 290. He was hitting the cover off the ball. He got a lot of RBIs. He got a lot of total bases. But maybe maybe it's a down month. We're about to start in June, and I think June you're going to see things pick back up for him. So just just be patient with Tucker. He can't do everything he can't do it all. And that reminds me, if you can't watch the game, if you can't put your eyes on the TV, the Astros play the Twins Wednesday night, 7-10. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast. Sirius SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Eventually, you'll be able to check us out. Make sure you're an everydayer. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends about us and let us know how we're doing. If you have Apple, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review. If you like the show, we'd love that you guys, the girls, show up every day. And again, at the end of the show, I'm going to announce the winner of the Tuve giveaway, the Jose Altuve bobblehead and the coasters. And I'm going to have to figure out once I figure out who wins, how we're going to get that to you, if we can exchange it at the stadium, which would be a lot cheaper, or if we need to ship it to you and see if you can throw me a few bones on Venmo to help offset that cost. Um, I will say this. If you're on Twitter, and I'm only running this on Twitter, we are giving away two tickets to the Thursday night Astros game. Go to the Locked on Astros Twitter handle, and if you're not on Twitter, I'm not going to expand it beyond Twitter just because it gets way too much to keep up with. Um, this week, we'll do it on Twitter. The next week, the next pair of tickets I get, I'll give away with just the YouTube followers. And then the next week, when, when we get some, because we've got some tickets that are going to be coming in on a regular basis, I will do it through Instagram. We'll hit the different social media platforms, so we'll keep it streamlined into one, one, you know, one area. So go to Twitter. If you're on Twitter, check it out. The next week, we'll go to YouTube only then we'll kind of sprinkle it around and I'll tell you this, the tickets we're getting are being given to us from what's called H town bingo. H town bingo is a local bingo hall started by an Astros fan. He owns several of them in the Houston area. He runs a really legit operation and it's a really cool thing. So you have to go uh, check them out. So um, look, I like a guy Webster says he said, it looks like it's business as usual for the boys. They tend to work their way in it that, you know, I'm not super worried about um, the I'm not worried about records. I'm not worried about playoff projections. I know that was talked about tonight on the radio, and I, I know I even mentioned it. But I mean, it is literally not even June yet. And so to talk about playoffs or playoff standings, this really doesn't make any sense. The Astros are three games behind the Rangers. The Astros are plus 52 in run differential. The Rangers are plus 130. They're 35 and 19. We're 32 and 22. Let me tell you why I have hope in this team. And I'm going to, and I know I put on here score. Okay, bullpen superb. That's what we're going to talk about. And then score early, but not often. I'll hit on that a little bit here. But when, when I look at the bullpen, when I look at the pitching, All right. And and this is from my media notes. The Astros have the lowest ERA and have allowed the fewest runs in the majors. The Astros starters rank third in the majors in ERA with 3.28 and have allowed one or fewer earned runs in seven of their last 10 games. Also, their bullpen ranks third in the majors with a 308 ERA. So they're the lowest team ERA at 321, runs allowed the lowest, 188, you know who's second in that? It's Minnesota. You know who's third? Texas. So their pitching is holding up. And then you've got Hector Nerys, who's on a hot streak. And Rafael Montero. We've got to give this guy credit. Man, we've been really down on this guy. Maton is the dude. Um, Neres is 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 him. You know, Montero is trying to be him. Last couple outings, he's been, he's been good. All right. So here's the deal. Hector Nier has not allowed a run in his last 17 appearances. 15.1 innings pitch, which ranks the longest scoreless appearance and inning streak of his career. It also ranks as the longest scoreless inning streak by an Astro this season. And it's the longest active streak in the majors. You can't get that information anywhere else. Phil Maton, he's been outstanding. He's allowed just 11 hits, two runs in his first 22 appearances. These the stats are all before tonight. A .71 ERA with a, one point, a .129 opponent batting average against. And among American League relievers, he ranks first in ERA, first in whip, second in opponent average among relievers. He has posted the lowest whip and trails only Devin Williams with an ERA of .54. So, look, we have got plenty of of reasons to be happy, plenty of reasons to celebrate. I'm going to show you all this, and I thought I had downloaded earlier, but I want you all to look at the reason why they went with Maton. I don't have a problem with, but the reason why they went with Stanek, who hasn't been great this year but has potential, and then the reason why you didn't see Presley or their better starters and Montero. So watch this graphic. And if you're listening, it's going to show us who is available, who is available tonight and how much they've been used. So you can see right there that Seth Martinez, Hector Neres, I'll show that one more time, Brian Abreu, Ryan and Ryan Presley were not available. The only ones that were available really, for the most part, was Ryan Stanek. Let's look at that one more time. Stanek had thrown the fewest, Montero the second fewest, and then you had Maton and then Mushinsky for lefty. So they were pretty thin in the bullpen tonight. So they did what they needed to do with the weapons that they had, and that's how you win ball games. And that is, that is a credit to our pitching coaches. That is a credit to – Um, Dusty Baker allowing the pitching coaches to put out there who needs to be out there. And so that is those are just really good things. Now, something else and we'll kind of call this tidbits at the end here. Um, These are these are markers in the season that I think are important for us to look at. Jose Altuve um, got his seventh career Grand Slam which tied him with Carlos Lee atop the franchise leaderboard in Grand Slams. I think Eric might have mentioned that, but he climbed up to 702 um, RBI. He is only 17 behind Jimmy Wynn, the toy cannon at seventh. Um, he's a little less than 70 away from Cesar Sedano, but he's climbing up that RBI chart, and I love to see that. So um, he's done well. So look, what are the big takeaways today? B like comes out and gives you six innings, gives you six strikeouts, only allows one run. The bullpen you had that was limited available to you did their job. Someone's asking me about, um, Ronel Blanco. Um, I'll get to him in a second. The bats come alive when they need to. The one thing I would say this club needs to do the game before we scored late was enough. Tonight we scored early and it was enough. There needs to be more consistency. If we do give way to a lead, we need to be able to scratch and claw. We need to put those seven through nine inning run outputs in with the same innings we score in innings two or three. I just think that that would be a much better recipe for success and not have to leave these nail biters out here. So. Um, You'll know, ask about Ronel Blanco. Look, we mentioned on the show before. I was at the game. He pitched the longest he's ever pitched. He threw his career high strikeouts. They're tuning him up. They're getting him ready. Can you imagine bringing up Ronel Blanco and then Belak and then JP France still pitching solid and them doing a six man rotation with Ronel Blanco and all three of those guys holding the line and then everyone's like, "Well, how are the Astros winning?" Well, it's not because of Luis Garcia or Lance McCullers, which I don't know if y'all heard. Lance McCullers is not even throwing right now. Lance McCullers, there is no there's no timetable for him. His timetable is gone. So I think that opens the door for Renal Blanco. We'll talk later about this because we're close to the end. We will talk about who will the Astros go out and get, who is available, and like a Bieber, a Cease, a Gilito, a Burns. And if they're out there and they're available, what's it gonna cost? And who are we willing to give up? Does this team need a starter, another veteran starter to come in and secure a second straight world series, a third for their for their franchise? We'll talk about that. So I just want to tell y'all once again, please, if you can't watch the game, go to Sirius XM, get the SXM app. And make sure you listen to every Astros and Twins play Wednesday night at 710. Catch Sparky and Ford as they have the hometown broadcast home with the Houston Astros. And make sure that tomorrow night, hey, look, if you are going to the game, and before we go, I am going to announce the winner. That's right. I've got to pull this up real quick. So I have a wheel and you can't see the wheel, but I am going to spin this wheel six times. Alfredo Trevino. Alfredo Trevino is the winner of the Tuve giveaway. I will put his name up here on the screen before we go. Alfredo Trevino is the winner of the Tuve giveaway. So, hey guys, thank y'all for tuning in. This has been a solo edition of Locked on Astros. I enjoy every day. I get to come onto this podcast and talk to y'all. Y'all listen to me banter about, we talk, we laugh, we cry. We have joy or pain, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's the Houston Astros and it's the best team on the planet. So I'm H-Town wheelhouse. And this has been another edition of locked on Astros, a winning edition of locked on Astros. And why are we winners? Because you're a winners and you make us that whether the Astros win or lose, you're here with us, rain or shine. It doesn't matter because we are your team every single day. Look, Some days it'd be like that, but some days it'd be like a win. We like that. Let's hope the Astros can wind things up and get the series win tomorrow. Hey, show up at the stadium. They're giving away Krishna Beer rings for myself, for Eric Command Heisman, for everybody locked on Astros. Stay tuned and check us out and make sure that you make us your first listen every single day. And as always, no strokes. Jordan shouldn't have swung at that pitch.